0: We also are using it to kind of build out our process of the whole experience. And, you know, that's what we are offering the agents is not only teaching them to work by referral instead of paying for leads, but teaching them how to work through a process. And if you follow that process and, you know, have the experience be the same with across the board with all of your clients, and you just keep repeating that and you have that high level of service, then you're going to be successful.
1: I'm Danny Hicks. Welcome to the Not So Secret Agent podcast, where we learn from top real estate agents how they maintain a thriving business all while living the good life. Hey guys, welcome to the Not So Secret Agent podcast. I am here with Rick Brandt, who runs a super successful real estate group uh, down in Newport News called Team Titan. Uh, you know, just to give you a little background on on Rick and how we met. Um, I met him at the Brian Buffini convention on Teams. Um, literally, had other agents. You know, had a conversation with him. They came up to me and were like, "Do you know that guy?" And I practically uh, asked for my autograph just because I knew Rick. Um, so, thanks, yeah. Rick, for uh, being here, man. I really like appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, thanks,
0: man. Happy to be here.
1: I want to jump right in and kind of uh, you know tell everybody a little bit more about you know, kind of how we know each other and kind of why we're doing this podcast. Um, we really, we're in a synergy group and kind of got to into some high level discussions. And I found that I was having these, you know, kind of sharing with what I learned and, and got so much from it. I, I really thought it'd be great to kind of share this with other agents. Um, so, you know, he's really one of the main reasons why we're doing this. Um, so thanks again. Just tell me a little bit about you and, and, you know, personally and kind of how you got into real estate and why and, and all those good things.
0: Okay. Well, I actually took a uh, principles of real estate course back in the '80s. Was that fifth
1: grade um, that you took that in the '80s? Yeah, 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 oh, that's Okay, what it yeah, a very advanced elementary. Um, school. They offered it
0: in my middle school. Um, <laughs> I, I was uh, I was twenty two years old, twenty one years old, something like that, and had a um, had a kid, and um, thought I was going to get into real estate, and then ended up not doing anything with it. Just you know, for obvious reasons had mouths to feed um and um and then i so fast forward you know twenty something years and i um actually lost my job after nine eleven and um i was i was an operations manager for a cell tower company um after nine eleven all that money froze up people stopped paying their bills company closed um and i uh got no severance i got Took my company car, took my phone, my gas card, you know, all of that. Like, hey, we need this back and no severance, no nothing. Um, so I decided, you know what? If I'm going to my next career, I'm going to control my own destiny, you know, I'm get out of it, what I put into it, not work hard for somebody, work my ass off for somebody and then tell them be told to leave. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's when I dove in and, um, yeah, when here we are.
1: Yeah, you've certainly uh, done well with controlling your destiny. Why do you think that you, I mean, you you touched on it a little bit, but why do you do what you do? W- what do you find is your why? Because, I mean, in this job, we have to do a lot of things that we don't want to do when we don't want to do it. I mean, it's always fun, you know, to to make a couple of calls, but to make the amount we need to make and to to work on those nights and weekends and kind of work escrows at the times we do it, I mean, you really do need a strong reason why. Sure. Well,
0: and, you know, mom. My- I mean, I've really enjoyed leading people, whether that's leading my team, whether that's leading people in a transaction, um, teaching my family, leading my kids to be good people. You know, they're all adults now, so they better be good people. (laughs) Um, You know, I've just always enjoyed leading. And, you know, I think I look at leadership in several ways. Like I said, leading the team, leading my clients to the best possible deal they can get, which is tough right now, but, but that's, um, that's why we do it.
1: So you mentioned your team. How many people are on your team now?
0: So right now we have 10, 10 total. We've got, um, five that sell full-time, including myself and Johnny, my business partner. Um, we have, uh, a full-time marketing person, full-time transaction coordinator, um, ops manager. Mm-hmm. She is our do it all. She's the fantastic. Um, we also have property management. So I've got a licensed property manager, um, who also sells a little bit. He's done three deals this year already. So okay. Probably do, you know, a few more this year. Um, and I have, um, a property management admin. So, and we have also actually have a somebody that was an agent. Her husband got PCS. And she's transitioned into right now doing some recruiting for us. So, so
1: she's recruiting other agents or she's recruiting buyers and sellers?
0: Other agents. Okay. So
1: looking to grow the team. Uh, yeah. So you have an infrastructure in place, like a value proposition, kind of what are you providing to your team members?
0: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's really the systems and the systems we put in place. We use, some people will know it, it's SISU. Um sasu however um, you say it s i s u it's a um program that <clears throat> it's a deal kind of a i guess a deal management program that um but we also are using it to kind of build out our process mm-hmm. of the whole experience and you know that's what we are offering the agents is not only teaching them the, to work by referral instead mm-hmm. of you know paying for leads um but teach them how to work through a process. And if you follow that process and, you know, have the experience be the same with across the board with all of your clients and you just keep repeating that and you have that high level of service, then you're going to be successful. And that's what we are. We have implemented into our team and we're working with our team members to, to do to, with their clients.
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely, like, in our initial conversations, that was one of the real things that really, really attracted me to, to I was like, man, I got to know about this guy and I got to know about what he's doing. Uh, those systems, I personally, in my business, I find that even when things aren't going well and we're not getting the results because the interest rates hit seven or w- w- whatever's going on, knowing that we did what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it, I always found that to be really, you know, comforting. Um, and, and, and you having it laid out and, and so clear cut, this is what you're supposed to be doing when I feel like that would be like, so, uh, instrumental to a, a, a brand new agent or even an agent that's been added a minute. Um, I thought that was really cool. What, what type of, uh, you know, I know that we all do calls, notes, and pop buys, which, cause that's the working file referral Brian Buffini system. But like, what do you find, you know, what are you telling your guys to call about? Is there, is there any of that? Or is it, Kind of like, hey, we need this many calls in this day.
0: You know, it's um, we have a we have a weekly um, amount of calls we're supposed to be doing, right?
1: Right. Uh,
0: yeah. Just like anybody else in the system, typically, or really, if you're in the business, you should be doing that. But um, so, do your call. I don't care if you do them Monday, Tuesday, and none Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Just do them for the week. Mm-hmm. Get them done, and and really not we're not so much calling now to say, Hey, the market's doing this because, you know, I mean, the market is, what it is right now, Mm -hmm. nothing to brag about, right. Unless you want to sell a house, we really need your inventory. Um, But really just touching base and diving into that, you know, that relationship with the client and, you know, letting them know that, you know, Hey, we're here for you, whatever you need, um, And not really doing it so much about the business, but more on a personal, you know, deeper level. Right.
1: And so if you've got a brand new agent and, you know, they they don't have necessarily the database that you or I might have built out. What would you tell them to do to go and find those uh, buyers and sellers? And and how would you get them to start out?
0: Um, Well, I mean, they have to have a database, right? I mean, you've got to you know, people. I mean, unless you moved here and didn't, you know, you just moved here and know no one. Um, you just which...
1: started existing yesterday, right? I mean, other than that, <laughs> yeah. you definitely, you know, you yeah. know someone. You know someone,
0: damn. Um, but, you know, really working that, getting that database together. And that is, we matter of fact, we um, chatted with a young man last week. And um, we asked the question, how big is your database? And he said, well, I've got 15 people in it. And he's been in business a year and a half. (laughs) Well, what that told me is he doesn't understand what a database is. Right. You know, so he's got to have somebody to show him. You've got a database. It may be up here, but you got to get, you know, you've got more than 15 people. Um, So to kind of answer your question in a roundabout way, um, you know, just think of everybody you know. And Mm -hmm. how can you touch them and try to be, you know, Try to be the go-to source for them.
1: Right, like really add value. Like that's what I found in my database. You want to meet people where they are and what's important to them more than, you know, I always found that when I, you know, when I saw agents that sent like their picture on a standing in front of a house that said sold, you know, not even my mom is interested in that anymore. You know what I mean? Like she thought the first one was cute, but now it's kind of, you know, who cares? You know, it's really more about like, you know, what are they into? You know what's going on in their area, what's going on in their neighborhood, in their life, and like how can we add value to that?
0: Um, yeah. And to your point, well, yeah, I mean, you add value; otherwise, I mean, they don't need you, right? right? Exactly. I mean, and that's... I mean, they can be your friend, but how are you adding value, bringing them them value, so that you become their source? And that, you know, in being in the business twenty years, twenty plus years, you, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people. Heck, almost daily, I get a text. Hey, I know you got a guy that can do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you probably get the same thing. So it's like, be the source for the, where people need it, you know? And, and you know, you can take that to the next level. Like what we're, you and I and um, Greg and Jeremy are talking about, you know, taking it into the business to business world to where you can become the source for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's, there's ways to, get into people's lives and be that source.
1: So. Yeah, I always found, you know, not only like we do a referral directory in my business and literally I call all my clients and I ask them, you know, who do you, who are you working with right now? It's just doing an awesome job. Like who's, who really did an amazing job and deserves amazing clients like we have. Cause really, honestly, when we work by referral, the way we do, I mean, we have the luxury of having really great people cause they're not going to refer somebody who's not a good person. But then you're gonna add those contractors and businesses to your database, right? And 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 then you can literally ask those tradespeople who they know. And that's a that's a good way to to kind of stretch that database business to business wise. And there is nobody in your database that reverses better than a business owner. I mean, they just yeah. get it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, they want it in return.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean I literally have some of my guys where I call them and I go, blah, 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 send me business. And then we start, you know, joking around after that, you know, because it's, they know why I'm calling and and I know why they're calling, you know, and then to be able to solve other people's problems and kind of do two at one, the hat trick is kind of nice. You know, you got somebody who says, Hey man, I need a a garage built. And you're like, Hey, I know a carpenter who builds garages, both people, you met both their needs and, and, you know. They're definitely going to think of you again in the future, and that's that's kind of what's cool about this. What are you finding? I, you know, you alluded to the market being tough, and what the interest rates are, and kind of it's still a seller's market, very much so. I, I know in Richmond and in Newport News as well. Like, what are you finding that
0: works right now? In in, in regards to just business, I
1: mean, where you know, where are you finding your clients? What's working? Kind of, what's your go to? I mean, I know it's silver buckshot. It's never silver bullet. It's never like, oh, we're going to do this one thing and it's going to work, but, right, you know.
0: No, I think it's really, it's get, staying in front of your people. And, and again, whether that's, you know, in a, a previous client, we try to stop using the word past client. So, um, <laughs> but uh, someone in your database or a business to business relationship, um, you know, a few of us on the team are in B&I groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started one, 16 years ago and I'm still in the same group. Um, I'm the lone survivor from that startup, but, <laughs> um, but we've got 30 people in it that we meet with every week, you know, so, um, you know, going to different events, going to meeting your fellow agents. Right. So that, you know, when you're, you know, in this competitive market, when you're presenting an offer, they know who you are. Yeah. You ever, we all think everybody knows us, but they really don't, especially in the agent world. Right. They don't. um I mean, think of. All the people that, you know, you see a name pop up in the MLS, you know, who in the world is that? Yeah, I, no, they I, get I, my listing.
1: it's definitely, yeah. I mean, it definitely helps when you know who they are and they know, like in real estate, yeah. it's a little different. Like if you're in a sports team and I'm playing a bad team, that's great. I mean, I'm going to tear the floor off them, right? But in real estate, it's a little differently. When I, if I was doing a deal with you, I'd be like, all right, well, I know he's telling his client the right thing. I don't have to worry about him waiving the appraisal and then them not knowing what that means, for example. You know what right. I mean? And I have to break it to them. Hey, your client needs to bring $50,000 to the table. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's always an awkward conversation. Uh, Absolutely. And you can usually tell cause you have to fill their contract out for them. Like that's a bad sign. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. New agents, make sure you know how to fill that up. Um, I, the other trick that I've, I've seen that's really kind of been working when we lose the bidding more, but I know that I'm close, you know, and you can kind of talk to the agent. I've been sticking around as a backup offer. And I, and I and I put some a little phrasing in there to protect my client, you know, in case we go off and find something else and we do actually win, then we can kind of, you know, pull that offer back, but sticking around because right now the buyer's remorse is very real. Uh people are yep. are saying stuff and then they're going to inspection and and going, "Oh my," you know. And and you can kind of get that first call because usually the seller mentally is already beyond. He didn't they, they're not in the Let's clean it all back up and, you know, have everybody through my house again. If they can just call the the next person in line and you happen to be the last man standing, you get that call and then your client gets to be in the power seat where they decide whether they're going to move forward or not. You know, I I think...
0: Yeah, we're doing the same thing. And that's, you know, what uh, Brian talked about at a couple his last few events, I'm sure. But um, how many deals fell apart in the last year or something? 65,000 or something crazy like that? Yeah, no, he was Uh, saying it was like...
1: I looked up my fall-through rate, and that's kind of one of my value propositions when I meet with a seller or a buyer is, you know, we have got like a 12% fall-through rate right now in Richmond. You know, that's pretty high. Yeah. So being around and sticking around it and kind of really uh, the other kind of tricks are kind of getting in and maybe doing a pre-inspection before you write that offer. So you are in a position to might write a more aggressive offer might work also. But uh. Do you, do you, have you ever recommended to a client that they waive an inspection?
0: No, I have not. Not waive. Right. Maybe, maybe info only. Okay. Um, but I, I even, you know, in this market, back in the craziness of, you know, 06, 05, um, you know, I've never once told somebody they need to waive their inspection. Now, did I have any people do it? Yes. I did not recommend it. Yeah, I but love. It for info only.
1: I was going to say, I love an as-is addendum. Like, we're going to look at it. If we don't like it. We won't move forward, that sort of thing. Um, the pre-inspection, sometimes you can do it. The only other time i found where you might do it is I work with a lot of investors. And if you're going to bull- bulldoze the house, like, it really doesn't matter, you know? Right, right, like, that, that, right. You know, does it have a good, solid foundation? Because if it does, my bulldozer will need a little more gas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. not th- otherwise, we're good. Um yeah. What other processes or systems have you installed, you know, kind of for your agents? You, you alluded to like the systems is why your agents are coming. Is there like a set process where you're like, this is our buyer presentation? You know what I mean? Like, or this is our, our listing presentation. Here are the actual steps that we're going to, you know, we want you guys to implement. Um, is that part of the systems you're talking about or is there something more to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. We have buyer presentations. We have, you know, listing presentations um or a presentation for each um you know we also um and I've shown you this we have a to get client information um we've got a jot form that we send to our to our when we get a referral or a new buyer or a new seller and the jot form is um, it's drop down menus to fill out information about themselves um you know so we can capture I think it's probably 25 questions, mm-hmm. probably too many, but, um, but we're capturing what are their, um, you know, their birthdays, anniversaries, kids' names, pets, favorite foods, um, kind of trying to get the, that 25 to 30 items so you can put that in your database. So when you want to do a pop you know, you take them, they, you know, they like pizza, take them a pizza cutter, you know, just, um, but that's been very good. And we, and we also put in there, and I want to say, maybe you had told me you mentioned this, but to do this, but we put in um who is your financial planner, mm-hmm. who is your um
1: state attorney,
0: yeah, state attorney, so that I can reach out to those people and say, "Hey, we have a mutual client um and then then you create a whole another relationship,
1: yeah, no, I really like that because i so I do investment, and I want to be a part of their wealth growing team, right. Like when, when they go to talk to their accountant and, you know, all the people, their stockbroker, I want them to think of me in that same way. So kind of getting on the same page and, and getting them, you know, if they say, look, I buy stocks and this is my financial guy and I'm we have a conversation and I'm like, well, the real estate is diversification to your portfolio. So that's kind of how I've sort of implemented it. And I do, I liked your survey uh, and I got some pushback from my team and they were kind of just said, hey, you know. We're just meeting these people and we're sending them this 25 question thing. Um, So what for that pushback when they did that, I installed a template on my cell phone with all the different questions and we kind of treat it like a scavenger hunt through the transaction. So organically, we're, you know, we're talking, you know, you know, I love pizza and you're like, okay, pizza, got it. Check. Now I can move on to the next one. And, you know, kind of talking to your client on, on the phone, you usually have your phone open and I have it right there in their contacts. And I thought that was really cool. Because rather than going to referral maker, you know, or CRM and seeing what the notes are, like when they call me, I got them right there. Like, for whatever reason, you know, during the transaction, it's really easy to remember that they love their dog blue. Now, after the transaction, you're like, "Ah, that was a cool dog. But, uh," you know, especially when you're doing the kind of volume that you do. And, you know, I hope to do one day. You're still my hero, Rick. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know, we've mentioned the events on several occasions. You know, what what is your biggest takeaway from an event? Was there ever one of these events where you went and it doesn't have to be a Buffini event where man, somebody said something, it just kind of clicked and you were like, all right, then that just makes sense to me.
0: Um, well, I mean, there you know, you go to so many and right. there's you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Um but you know, the one one thing that stuck with me over the years and it's and it was something that you know Brian said, I don't know. 15 years ago when I was at an event, but he said, you know, and it's something that I've shared with my kids and, you know, with people on the team because we're so used to comparing ourselves with others. Right. I mean, it's right. Comparison is a thief of joy. Right. Right. So, um, you know, what I, that it's the quote I think Brian said something to being yourself is good enough to be great. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go be somebody else to be great. You be yourself. And I've used that on my kids. I use that on the team members. Um, and that's one that stuck with me. Also, you know, I was able to take my daughters to Mastermind. Mm-hmm. So those those were really, you know, ones that stuck out because they were 13 when they went. I took each of them when they turned 13. And um, they still remember and they hear things now, though, if they're in the car with me. Again, they're adults now.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> if they're in the car with me and they hear, you know, I cut the car on and it's on a podcast. We're like, Oh God, but Vinny, you know, um, (laughs) my wife does the same thing. Remember. So it made an impact on I
1: Yeah. As you say, my wife, uh, you know, we just got back from Nashville and she was like, you know, kind of giving me a hard time about how, how much I listen and how closely I follow. And I kind of, my comment was maybe you don't like what I like, but you're glad I like it because you're the reason, you know, the reason we're here is me. You know what I mean? Uh, Just a fun thing. So I just wanted to touch on one fun question. You and I could obviously talk all day, uh, but got to get back to work. I'm sure you've given me uh, more time than you should have probably. If you had a superpower, what would you say it was? Like, what would your superpower be?
0: Oh, reading people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can read. I I mean, I don't know how I can, you know, whether it's, you know, Somebody at this level in life, or somebody at this level in life, I can. I have a, a true gift at understanding, reading people's I don't know their actions and their. You know, I just I am really good at. I'm, I think it's like emotional intelligence. You know, I'm really right. Good at yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, well, figuring out you have one kryptonite. Theory. That's me because you haven't seen through me yet. So, uh, but uh, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I've I you know I know you fairly well. I would agree with that. Well. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with me. I really appreciate all this. And I know everybody listening definitely got as much as I did. Then they they got a lot because you did a great job, man. Thanks.
0: I appreciate you uh, letting me be on. It's pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. Guys, this was the Not So Secret Agent podcast with Rick Brandt. And uh, stay tuned. And we're going to have some more great guests. Uh, Thanks again, Rick. All
0: right. Thanks. Bye.
1: Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to apply this information to your business immediately. This message will not self-destruct in
0: five seconds. Good luck, agents.